They're alive. Back to thrill and chill with you. Starring Count Zakula and the Matman. Watch them face off against classic monster legends of old. Welcome to Season 4 of Matt Makes Zack Watch Horror Movies. Hello, and welcome to Mendel Makes Mild Watch Horror Movies. I'm Mendel. And I'm Mild. And we watched a horror movie. What did we watch, Matt? Matt? I mean, Mild? Well, Mendel slash Zach, we watched Wendell and Wild. <laughs> should, should we have been Zendel and Mild? Maybe. That might have been more sense. This was yeah. funnier. This is. Yeah. Well, happy Halloween. Welcome to our Halloween Yay. bash. Uh, we owe you listeners some episodes. Yes. Because you normally we watch a Halloween movie and have that be our Halloween special. We watched Halloween Ends and we recorded an episode on it and then we're like, mm, maybe not. So yeah. we're going to watch a movie we enjoy. <laughs> yes. And we don't want to be we don't want to be down on people we like, so we're yeah. watching this movie instead. <laughs> you have nothing nice to say. Don't yeah. say it at all and yes. just delete I, the podcast. Episode. I still want to be friends with David Gordon Green and go to the Exorcist premiere someday because we'll be best friends. So, yeah, we're erasing it. Uh. <laughs> yeah. So uh, and we owe some bonus episodes. So we're doing Henry Selleck-a-thon, starting with Woo! the new window and wild. And then we'll do Coraline and Nightmare. Hell yeah. Just what? just th- three back-to-back bangers, buddy. <laughs> like... Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> if you can't tell, because this is a video platform where a increasingly visual podcast, all of the blurred out frames back there are all Coraline. Yeah. I have a bit of an accession. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I have been to a number of conventions with you where we had to go find like the Lego booth. So, yeah, <laughs> I said this Coraline doll. I'm going to go on a tangent. I had to at San Diego Comic Con 2018. I had to get in line at 5 a.m. to have Damn. Uh, Travis Knight and Neil Gaiman sign it. And I barely missed Henry Selleck. He was <sighs> there after I went in just meeting people in line. But I got him. Four years later, I went to a Wendell and Wild panel and Hell got him yeah. to sign it. So I'm going to have a lot of good stuff to talk about for this movie. Oh, I so am excited. Matt now. I am the Matt. <laughs> look at me. Look at me. Look at, look at I me. am the Matt now. I am the Matt now. <laughs> but Matt, what did you think of this movie? Fucking loved it, Zach. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know any other way. Like, I'm so pumped. Uh, yeah. I, I I love Henry Selleck. Um, so seeing him finally get to make another movie because he's so particular, which I appreciate, uh, is just like it's a cause for celebration, you know. It, and it and it's a good one, luckily. So you know, I really liked it a lot. <laughs> five Henry out of five. Selleck does not miss. <laughs> eh, I saw Monkey Bone. <laughs> I'd never even heard of that. <laughs> Oh, it's his live action movie with Brendan Henry Fraser. Henry Selleck does not miss animated films. 
It's James Stop and Jack Peach count. Uh, yes, it <laughs> slaps, Matt. It's okay. That's my controversial take on it is. We fine. are adding <laughs> James and the Giant Peach to the list to argue about it. It won't be an argument. He'll be like, here's all the reasons how I like it. And I'll be like, yeah, no, it's 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 a solid, you know, it's okay. What's going to happen? Okay. Um, but yeah, I love this movie too. I I went to the panel on Sunday, so I heard all about it before seeing it because <laughs> the guy who was like hosting it, not the best host and started it with like, oh, it's it's out. And all of you have probably seen it. So there will be spoilers. It it wasn't out. <laughs> he just went to a special screening of it <laughs> like, oh, my God, that the rest of us didn't have access to. <laughs> I mean, at least he warned you there were spoilers, I guess. Like, it's kind of yeah, unavoidable in that kind of in-depth thing. There right? weren't really. Um, oh, that's it was good. a panel with Henry Selick, Pablo Lobato, and Kenny Lenosito, who um, Pablo was the illustrator and, like, oh, designer awesome. of... Because I mentioned this on our Nightmare episode that we have to re-record. Yeah. <laughs> but Henry Selick... <laughs> Um, for this in Coraline and kind of with Tim Burton in Nightmare, he finds illustrators that like he just likes their style and know nothing about animation. In Coraline, it was like a Japanese illustrator who like does like 50s, 60s American like marketing uh, type illustration. So and for this, he found um, Pablo Lobato, who's like a crazy insane good like character artist who does like these vector shape based like characters of people for like magazines and publications and stuff and he was talking about on the panel of like yeah i like got an email from henry Selleck and i thought it was a joke like why would henry Selleck email me i don't work <laughs> in animation and then he like <laughs> met him in like 2016 like that long this this has been in the works for like a long time um but he was like yeah i had to figure out how to like design characters and illustrate for animations and specifically stop motion where these would be 3d and it (laughs) does not sound like an enviable task to learn yeah (laughs) but he was super nice and like super genuine just like happy to be a part of it so cool um that's such a cool way to like design your movie is like here are the artists i like let's go nuts like um it's so smart he he actually i'm gonna go on a a little bit of a tangent here before i get into the movie because it's so so interesting (laughs) but um henry Selleck talked about when key and peel came out like the show he was like man these are like the greatest sketch to like sketch artists of all time like of our generation i need to work with them one day so he reached out to them and uh they got back to him because henry Selleck had this uh short story about these two demons which were about his two little kids at the time and he was like ah key and peel would be great for those like doing something with yeah, it if you need a dynamic and, duo get one of the best yeah and, and uh I guess Jordan Peele actually studied like puppetry in college. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's like, awesome. Henry Silk was like, yeah. He, and he like loves like 
Coraline and like Nightmare and stuff like that. So he was super stoked to work with them. Is there anything that like Keen Peel don't do incredibly <laughs> well? Like <laughs> maybe a Predator movie. We haven't <laughs> we haven't seen it. So. Um, but yeah, Jordan Peele is like, yeah, you know what? Like I'm making my own like studio after um the show is done so let's do it through that so henry selick and jordan peele like wrote this Damn. together and they want to start it but that relates to the character designer because henry selick wanted to use the, their likeness for wendell and wild but they weren't mm-hmm. about it but pablo's work was so incredible like the designs he whipped up for it yeah. they're the, like oh okay. my god the des- <laughs> there you the, go <laughs> the designs especially of the two of them are like so perfect yeah it, it I like that it looks like them doing characters, not like them. Yeah. Like, there's, there's just enough of them in it that yeah, it, like, that pushes it over, you know, like, ah, it's I so good. I sketch it is, but it's them with the crazy facial hair. I think that they're, like, on yeah, the airplane. Yeah, yes. Yeah, um, where they're, like, hey, hey, watch out for terrors. Yeah, yeah, that one. <laughs> that Pablo used that as inspiration, like, for Wendell Wild, like, just those facial expressions and everything that sketch perfect (laughs) um but yeah and pablo used um almost all of the characters are characters except um cat and raul uh he used like um african masks like old african masks for uh cat because he was having a hard time figuring out 3d shapes so he found like those masks and like use that and he used like um old like mayan mayan masks for raul and everything is and like the drawings that he showed were awesome they were great damn yeah i I know so much about this i'm so excited to learn (laughs) more like it's that kind of this is this is uh, talking animation to me zach (laughs) yeah yeah this is where we start Zach as you makes know matt watch I, animation yeah. one of my favorite things is just hearing people talk about like the topic they're, they're like passionate about so i'm just like so stoked like oh yeah <laughs> normally it's matt talking about horror movies and why they're cool <laughs> this is my moment have we we haven't other than perfect blue we haven't done anything else animated right no no we've been talking yeah. about trying to do more animation and more foreign films though so mm-hmm. per- perfect blue is kind of the perfect crossover of yeah. those two, so <laughs> yeah because Coraline has been like my favorite movie since childhood like seeing it in the theaters and I'm obsessed with Leica and Nightmare for Kids like stop I would never want to do because I'm an animator by trade and trying to do storyboarding I would never want to do stop motion <laughs> but i love stop motion so much i would love to direct a stop motion movie but not stop motion myself how i feel about like animation in general where i'm like i love animation but the day that i learned there are 24 frames a second in a film i was like "Hmm, so comics eh? (laughs) they don't move (laughs) that's another interesting point um henry selick because somebody asked him like um about cg and stuff and he, he was like why is he still doing stop motion and stuff and for this one specifically and he was like he hit a point where he was like well what's the point of being stop motion um when cg can replicate the look of stop motion so well and like how do you combat that (laughs) yeah and so for this he didn't 
animated like it wasn't animated i i loved that you could see all of like the seams and he played so much with um different materials and like like oh you can make stop motion out of anything let's do paper mache let's let's do fabric let's do you know like why can't all these characters have different textures and it's it's so good yeah so um like a kind of pioneered it but the way stop motion is done nowadays is they're 3d printed faces with magnets to swap out and normally they'll like in post like get the seams out but he kept that in specifically and he did it at 12 frames a second not 24 Mm. so it feels more like stop motion than just like another movie because he said like like i forget it was something in the imperfections like is what makes it it's It's true he said he said we call the mistakes um charm yeah it's it's yeah it's somebody said about um into the spider verse the way that it's animated and the way that it uses um Mm -hmm. cg animation as like they said um it treats the the problems with it as a feature not a bug yeah and i always really like that and that's how i feel about selic as a director Mm -hmm. is like or, or I think I used that phrase when we talked about like 28 Days Later, some of, not the digital effects, but some of the yeah. digital camera shots in that movie where it yeah. like fully flattens the depth of field and stuff. Like, why why wouldn't you say like, oh, this is a, a different art form. We can do whatever we want with it. Let's embrace yeah. those things. And I, I, I love to see it. I, I don't yeah. know what else to say. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. And like, because like, um, that was another thing that, pablo talked about was like those souls um that are riding the uh the amusement part and everything he did a completely different drawing that was more like the zombies and henry selick was like oh like we we need them to be souls not like have bodies and everything so he just he did these beautiful like played with transparencies and shapes and stuff and he was like well it's not my problem you guys figure out how to make it and they made those with paper like those were i know i it looks insane it's yeah it's so good yeah um this movie's great zach it's so good i'll i'll save a lot of the rest of my knowledge for later because matt you have to summarize this movie all right Okay, ready? Three second summary. Fucking rules. <laughs> I sorry, I'm just so happy that like there is a new movie this year that I've really enjoyed, like this Halloween. So I'm I'm just really stoked, everyone. I'm yeah. sorry. Well, Werewolf by Night was That's was true. That's too. true. I did like Werewolf by Night a lot. So Yeah. So we have these two at least. <laughs> yeah. This might this might be my favorite horror movie this year, so I'm I'm calling it now. It might beat we out. We haven't we haven't seen Pearl or Barbarian. That's true. That's, that's true. A disclaimer. Those are two movies people those. like a lot. Yeah, <laughs> but as far as movies that came out this Halloween, this is definitely my favorite, <laughs> hands down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fuck Hellraiser. <laughs> <laughs> and something something Halloween ends. Yeah. <clears throat> the only thing that ended this Halloween was Rebel Rebel. <laughs> the only thing ended for this Halloween was my love for Halloween. Oh. Well now I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But the summary. Yes. Okay. 
so three, two, one, go. We open. It's Pixar levels of sad. The parents die. <laughs> they get in the car crash from Beetlejuice. Tim's, Tim Burton knows Henry Selleck for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I, I love those paper ghosts. I love everything about the like the, the hell carnival that lives on a demon's stomach. Like, what? <laughs> and there we meet. Wendell and Wild, and we find out that they're someone's personal demons, and we find out it's the little girl who survived the car crash, Cat, and now she's fucking awesome. Hell yeah! I mean, I kept feeling like the movie wanted us to be like, "Oh, she's a juvenile delinquent," and I was like, "Yeah, a fucking cool one." <laughs> the movie knows she's cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and we see her uh, getting out of like juvie and going to a new town that's being kind of a uh, run by a weird company who wants to take over the town and drive out all the people to open for-profit prisons because all art is political and i have a lot to say about that I know, yeah it's uh. <laughs> and uh then she meets all of her classmates and some of them are trying to be nice but they're like you know to to continue the whole like all art is political they're like polite like slightly left-leaning centrists so they aren't very good at it and then she meets raul who's badass and raul is like the best and i want them to to be friends and it's just good and she and cat gets the coolest fucking stereo of all time her dad's yeah and it's awesome uh and she has fantastic taste in music (laughs) which a lot of it was original for this movie that does not surprise me. I know Selick's big on that. Mm-hmm. But uh, where was I? Oh, uh, so we see her going around the school and she gets um, assaulted by an octopus. That is really, really scary to me for some reason. I was like, oh, oh, right. It's a Henry <laughs> Selick movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then she gets like a mark on her hand that when she puts it up to her face, it makes like the nose and mouth of a skeleton. And we find out that she is a what is hell maiden. Hell maiden. Thank you. Mm-hmm. She she is a hell maiden, and Wendell and Wild contact her because she's now their way out of hell. And she agrees to do the ritual if he'll bring her if they'll bring her parents back to life. So she kidnaps Raul on a field trip, and she tries to summon them. But uh oh, they show up on the wrong side of the cemetery, and so they can't find each other. So they raise a priest who had recently died from the dead, who is in charge of the school that cat goes to. And now he's manipulating them. They're manipulating him. And they're all about to get played by definitely totally not Donald Trump. He's going to screw them all over at the Klaxon corporation. And so they start raising zombies to vote. Who is this movie to, is a metaphor. Who is married to Angelica's doll, Cynthia. Yes. <laughs> 100 <laughs> percent but then raul being a, a, a good dude who i really like a lot and i want a solo spinoff movie of raul uh just making making his art because he's awesome uh he manages to get the magic cream that they have been bringing everybody back to life with and use it on her parents because raul's a good dude and helps them all escape and get back together with cat and it's just nice and it just made me cry uh 
you know, mm-hmm. someone with a dead parent. I was just like, oh. <laughs> uh, but it's a short-lived victory because now they have the votes. Oh, no, not Donald Trump is going to take over the town and tear it all down and build a for-profit prison and screw over everybody that could possibly get a second chance and be a good person by just making sure they stay in prison forever because movies are political. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> And so then they have to fight back the only way they know how with a protest because they're badass and they play it on that cool boom box. They play Woof Like Me, one of my favorite songs of all time. <laughs> then the scene is so cool. I was like, man, why don't more people protest things to Woof Like Me by TV on the radio? <laughs> <laughs> and then then they win. And then the big giant demon who had been trapping uh, Wendell and Wilde and was also their dad comes up to get them. And we find out that all of his other kids have been trapped by demon hunters. So they let them go so that they can go be a family together. And they're going to make hell a happier place. And they're going to build a new theme park. And it's going to be mm-hmm. nice. Because Wendell be- and Wild just wanted to build a theme park yeah. the whole time. And that's so sweet. Yeah. And because all animated movies now are about parents apologizing to their children. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Kat gets to say goodbye to her parents. And it's also very nice. And then I cried a lot and the movie mm-hmm. ended and it was lovely mm-hmm. and um hey zach back hey. to my three second review this movie fucking rules <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> so you want to know a fun fact about why yes. henry selleck is the goat sure um so you know the whole like prison is bad themes mm-hmm well, that was inspired by Henry Selleck's wife, who does charity work about making sure kids don't fall into the prison system. I mean, it sounds like Henry Selleck's wife is the go. So. Well, <laughs> yes, but he was very inspired by yeah. it enough to make a movie about it, and that's yeah, I nice. think that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, and like him and, and to Jordan put it Peele. in a movie where it is explained so plainly about like why it is bad white people should be against it and you could show that movie to kids and it would teach them a really good political lesson that people need to learn and i think adults mm-hmm. could stand to learn from this movie too so yeah yeah because yeah, Henry Slug talked about not wanting to make another movie that's just like comes and goes like he wanted to make a movie that like actually had some lasting power and something to say and i think this movie does it served I, that purpose. I think it definitely does i I think it also handles all of that stuff really deftly and it could have gone like very wrong, but I was really happy to see that like Henry Selleck, like really put in the work to like get it right. Like the second they were like, and now she's been to prison. I was like, Oh no, Oh no movie. And then it just was like, but that's okay. She's still a good person and we're going to watch her journey and see how she changes as a person. And she's going to be a fully formed character it's so good (laughs) he said a lot of that was jordan peele jordan peele did a lot of check and balancing of humor versus seriousness because he's such a master at that he really is and he said like yeah jordan peele like was the guy to make that balance work so well so it's not like over the beating over your head too much or yeah. making light yeah. of it or anything i mean peel peel is great at that in his screenplays like even like Candyman walks that line a lot too of like another movie that he wrote but didn't direct you know mm-hmm. and he he's so good at that he's so good at structure as a screenwriter i mean there's a reason he won an oscar for screenwriting <laughs> for his first yeah. movie you know <sighs> 
so good <laughs> i'm just so happy yeah. <laughs> it's such a 180 from the last time we tried to record mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and it, it's just so nice because like jordan Peele also talked about like um loving these type of movies like henry Selleck movies growing up but not seeing himself in them and now there's a movie like yeah. to see himself in and like at the panel um an african-american woman like stood up dressed as cat and was like i i am an afropunk in my everyday life and it like means the world to me to see like someone who's like me on the screen and that's so cool it's so cool i mean that's so important like mm-hmm. i i say as we're you know just two white guys talking about this so if if i stumble at all please forgive me yeah. everyone but i think seeing like this kind of diversity is amazing and it it proves that like this stuff doesn't have to feel like forced as it does to some people. Like the, the characters are all really well informed by those backgrounds without that being their defining feature, which is a really cool thing to see. And I know a thing that Jordan Peele has talked a lot about, like, especially with us, Mm -hmm. that was a big thing for him where he said like, you know, in us, it is just as important that the family could be any race as it is that they are black and the choice that they are black so i feel like i really felt that in this movie and just like little stuff like i i loved that role was trans i thought that Mm -hmm. was really cool that's not something you see in a ton of movies really that's awesome Mm -hmm. yeah oh good (laughs) (laughs) i think those sort of things inform that stuff too like when it's actually people who live that life either playing or writing them like yes there's so many things that could accidentally fall through the cracks the cracks yes. that they can stop like right then and there yeah and and actually listening to those people when they bring it up yeah. seems like something that henry Selick is really good about yeah yeah because especially peel but like yeah he said too like jordan peel like left it up to henry Selick of like who the main character should be and like henry mm-hmm. Selick like made the choice to make her a uh, young black woman too so henry Selick is like that's dope he's he's doing good stuff yeah yeah I love that they're punks. Like that mm-hmm. made me so happy. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> her dad is maybe the coolest person I've ever seen designed in a movie. Yeah. Like <laughs> I want to look like that when I grow up. I want that beard <laughs> with like the the textures and the fabric in it. it looked so cool. Like yeah. uh, uh, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> yeah, I I just loved that I love that they didn't like vilify or make like I love that they didn't make Wendell and Wild pain and panic. Like yeah. the entire time it was like, oh, they just want to make their theme park. Like yes. I'm rooting for them so hard to make their theme park. That's so sweet. Their their big take and reinvention is what if we just didn't hurt people? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like, the scene where they're like, we need to test this, and they look to like their like the I forget the name of it, the horse thing. Um, spark plug. They look to spark plug yes. and it gives them the big spark eyes plug. and they're like, we can't we kill can't, spark plug. No. I couldn't live with myself if you can't come back. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Wendell and Wilde are just nice boys. Yeah. When the parents are like, are those cartoon mallets? They're like, what? <laughs> like they're offended that their murder weapons are cartoon mallets. <laughs> I do love though that they're like, dude, we died after our kid was three. We know how to handle you guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're like four feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, 
That's the one downside of this movie. I wish there was more Wendell and Wild. I know, like uh, one of the the things I saw looking up reviews, which almost all of the reviews are like good, like even mm-hmm. if they're not like five stars necessarily, which is always nice to see, you know, when a good mm-hmm. movie gets recognized. But uh, some of the one of the complaints I saw from people who had like some problems with it coming up over and over again was like, oh, this movie is too long. What? Yeah, this movie's like an hour and 40 minutes. I don't. Where are they getting this? this, Yeah, movie wasn't long enough. (laughs) Yeah, that would actually be like my one ding against the movie is it's a little bit like Nightmare Before Christmas where I'm like, oh, I could use a little more movie here. You know, like like one or two more scenes actually, I think would have would have strengthened it you know if this was like an hour and 50 instead of an hour and 40 which i as if you're a listener of this podcast no i never think so yeah (laughs) i believe all movies should be 90 minutes yeah because i I watch this with my girlfriend and uh she always watches me like put in my reviews on letterboxd to see what i rate them and this was a five star easy of course and um she was like i would make it a four and a half personally because I felt like it could have been longer and like some things yeah. like kind of wrap up suddenly, like they, some plot lines. In, I like this, but I can see why some people wouldn't. I think it kind of rushes through some of the lore stuff. Yeah. In, in a way I appreciate in that they're just like, and as we all know, you must complete the ritual. Okay, good. Yeah. Yes, we all know that. Like these demons would know that. But I also get that like, it just kind of says that and it's like and that is the thing goodbye <laughs> like so i could yeah. see that kind of bothering people yeah for me it wasn't that stuff it i think it was more of like some of the ending part like i i want to see the town being built yeah but i think that's just a budget thing like i don't think they could build i mean more than likely they kind of hint at it with her vision of the future yeah. you know yeah but. so i mean like i would have loved to like see that instead of it being a vision yeah, um, or like the vision transitions into reality kind of thing, yeah. and we see it happening would have been or cool. or seeing like when Illinois Wild's like new theme park like right successful and stuff like that. Yeah, but I think that just comes out of budget stuff. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, Salik is also notorious for again real picky, kind of going over time and over budget. So I can see it being like, hey, dude. Uh, <laughs> you gotta finish this movie (laughs) and stop motion's just expensive so you have to build everything yeah but yeah Uh, it's just so good (laughs) and and i'm just happy to see Selick get a win after like his uh abandoned movie with disney that sounded super fucking cool what is it Mm. the the shadow king i don't i don't remember anything about that oh so he opened like a i just learned about this like three weeks ago and i was Mm. like wow what the fuck how did we get robbed (laughs) of this he got he he was going to get an imprint through pixar so he would have technically been also under the disney umbrella Mm -hmm. um and they sunk like 50 million dollars into the movie and wait i remember this yes Yes. and depending on who you talk to if you ask henry Selick, it's because fucking john lassiter's like would just show up and be like oh you should change that you should redo it and it kept pushing them and forcing them behind because that's how henry because that's that's pixar yeah that's how lassiter made movies for years and it 
regardless of what I think of him as a person, it, it almost always worked. Like Toy Story is mm-hmm. great, and that's how they made that movie. But you can't do that with stop motion. Yeah, <laughs> it leads to huge delays and huge budget balloons. Mm-hmm. So like Disney literally was like dude, if you stop making us pay for this, we will like let you have what you have and let you have the rights back. Like mm. we just won't produce it. And he couldn't find anybody to pick it up. So, Damn. and the, yeah. you know, and he's supposed to do graveyard book with Neil Gaiman eventually. Like that supposedly is still happening. Yeah. He was also working so. on, um, what's it called? Um, uh, he was working on, a. TV series based on a video yeah. game called Little Nightmares, and Ooh. somebody asked him about that, um, and he was like, "Yeah, it was a great project. It just like ended up not going anywhere. Like maybe it will one day, but yeah. it seems like Henry Selleck has a lot of projects like that where like I, they start to go yeah. and then will out, and he moves on to something I, else. I think it's the unfortunate thing of I bet almost every single one of them." ends with him with someone saying to him couldn't we just do this with cgi and i'm oh, sure yeah. that's when he's like all right we're gonna i'm gonna go focus on Wendell and wild for two years and we can yeah. talk about this later like and i can't blame him for that you know yeah like that's gotta suck yeah because also too like he's so good at every step like mm-hmm. we talked about it on our nightmare episode um but like he wrote the screenplay for Coraline and Neil Gaiman was like, this makes sense. This is great. He wrote this with Jordan Peele. Like I think movies that he writes end up so well too, that he also directs and that's a harder to get moving when it's like his own thing like this. Right. Well, and you know, he gets burned a little bit on clout because he doesn't get to be the guy who directed nightmare before Christmas to most people. Mm-hmm. Like he, you know, has said like, Oh, I could have gotten a lot more stuff made if that was a thing that people thought when they saw my name, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just nice to see him get like another win under his belt after, mm-hmm. you know, almost more than 10 years of like struggling to get a, a this is only like his fourth movie, like to get like his fourth movie made. Like that's yeah. insane. Yeah. And I'm but, just so happy for him. Yeah. Good on Jordan Peele for not taking the light, uh, like the spotlight away from him on this. Yeah. Cause that totally easily could happen. Yeah. I, Jordan Peele also seems good about that. Cause he has produced a lot of stuff in the last couple of years. And he seems to really be into the idea of like, I use my clout to lift other people up. Yeah. I am not here to be celebrated and take credit. They are. They're the ones who made it, you know? Yeah. Which I I think is the right way to do it. Yeah. I mean, even, like, his own movies, like, it seems like the cast, like, mostly, Mm -hmm. like, get built up and stuff and everything, which is nice. Yeah. I mean, that's... he, He is my favorite, like person to bring up whenever people try to justify directors being dicks where i'm like mm. oh you know what jordan peele does <laughs> like yeah. barack obama impressions between scenes like <laughs> to keep everyone calm so that they can have fun making a pretend thing yeah <laughs> he has never said don't sympathize with my cast i don't care if shelly duvall's hair is falling out and yet he can still get shots that look as good as Stanley Kubrick shots. Like, yeah. <laughs> somehow, 
miraculously he just directs the movie instead yeah <laughs> it's almost you don't ha- have to go on a power trip when you're in power right and just be right. a good dude <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and it sounds like Henry Selleck is the same type of person and that just makes me happy to see people artists like that succeeding is like what I look for you know like dudes who I'm like oh you deserve this win like (laughs) yeah yeah because like the the two guys on the panel seem to like talk nothing but nice about Henry Selleck and everything yeah and like working with him and it, like when I went up to get a signature from him too it was funny because he was more concerned about getting the signature right because it was like a little <laughs> awkward part on Coraline's <laughs> coat and he was like oh man like <laughs> smudged it a little bit like like a true artist yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is funny but and he did a good job of letting like Cause like the panel too, he talked about the movie a little bit in the beginning, but then he pretty much just gave it over to the other two guys to talk about their work and show their art and everything. That's awesome. Um, I really let them like shine and talk about their work too, which is really nice. Cause like also too the um yeah uh, Kenny Lenosito he um this was his first thing. He was a visual development artist and um took over for someone else who was on the film um and had health problems this was he this was his first thing out of college was Damn. Wendell and Wilde and Henry Selleck like <laughs> gave him a chance on it and I, smart move like yeah he paid off but like <laughs> damn what an opportunity like yeah. to get a call and, from Henry Selleck <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> and he killed it too because like the yeah. artwork he showed and everything like the detention hall um uh, where um, Kat and Raul are in detention writing on the uh, whiteboard uh, before they escape with the two penguin nuns. Mm-hmm. Um, he designed that whole room and like did a bunch of paintings like for it and everything. Like the designs in this movie yeah. are, are gorgeous. Yeah, so. he he originally wanted it to be in a uh, music hall, like a a music room because they're playing oh. like an accordion. And he was yeah. like, I was sad that one didn't win, but it still came out cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, and it it, it was funny because Henry Selk was giving him some shit during the panel because he uh, left them for Disney before the movie was over. So he's like a character <laughs> designer at Disney now. <laughs> and Henry Selk was like, yeah, you left us for Disney. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the everyone who worked on this just seems like cool people too damn that just makes me so happy like i keep saying that but it's just like i like when nice people get to make nice things and it works out for them (laughs) yeah i i hope i'm lucky enough to work on something like this and that type of environment whenever i get into making stuff hell yeah man but yeah, anything else about Wendell and Wild? Um, I want to know whoever did the tiny costume designs because I would like for them to dress me forever. <laughs> um, I would like for them to design clothes for me so that I can look good. Yeah. Um, I can't pull off the hat the dad wears, but I love a good cardigan. Come on, <laughs> like 
get at me guys <laughs> just, just um, look at all the character designs for the dad and just make that your wardrobe yeah that's my plan zach <laughs> <laughs> or cat next time i yeah. see you, you have yeah. two green buns <laughs> i mean entire eyebrows pierced <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what about you? Do you have any closing thoughts on the film? Um, go look at. Uh, I don't know how much. Uh, concept art is going to be out there in the world, or if there's going to be an art book I'm, or anything. I was to say, if there's an art book, I I might be buying. I don't buy a yeah. lot of art books, but I might be buying that art book. <laughs> yeah, go look up Pablo Lobato because. His character designs and character animation or character characters are insane. Typing that into my phone now to look later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, oh, I know Pablo Lovato's work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's funny because for the priest um, who's voiced by James Hong, um he should they before they had cast him they he just did a wide range of characters um of different people that could possibly play that character and um what's his name fucking bob odenkirk was one of them (laughs) and literally everybody in the crowd was like it's all good (laughs) (laughs) immediately and i was like i want to see that version of this movie as great as james hong is like i want to see like bob and odenkirk as that character he'd crush it like (laughs) yeah (laughs) a swindler priest i mean Mm -hmm. but then i love seeing james hong kind of cast in like a role we don't get to see him in much you know yeah did you, did you notice the voice that, cast in this movie was so good. Did you notice that uh, his uh, his makeup and stuff after he's brought back from the dead was kind of an homage to Big Trouble in Little China? Oh, oh did I notice a Big <laughs> Trouble in Little China reference, Zach? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you, sir? <laughs> I don't know. Too bad. <laughs> Are you covering your tracks because you didn't until this very moment? I'm, you can always... I'm genuinely offended. <laughs> <laughs> you can always be brought back to John Carpenter. It's true. It's true. Yeah, how do we tie this movie to Tarantino, Zach? <laughs> um... uh james hung the kurt russell well there you go there you go yeah (laughs) all right well happy halloween happy halloween everyone um (laughs) please watch this movie on netflix yeah um, give it all the views to uh some other movies that came out this month yeah if you can i want to see if you're in one of the areas where it's playing in theaters, you should probably see oh. it. Theater. I bet it looks amazing on a big screen. I bet we can find it around here. Yeah, but. there was a 4K Coraline and Paranorman <sighs> screening this weekend that it sold out. Oh. oh, I'm sad about that. But yeah, join us on our next few episodes where we'll do Coraline and Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes, and- so excited. 
I don't know what the schedule looks like because thought I turned that off. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> that is your cue to go follow us on Spotify, yes. Apple Podcasts, Smash rate us five like stars, <laughs> buy our t-shirts on makezack.threadless.com. That's your alert you have to do. <laughs> Every time I forget to turn off that alarm, I have to, yeah. to, to plug our merch. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know what the schedule will look like. Because yeah. our schedule kind of got messed up this month um, because I got sick and we had other things going on. Yes. And a uh, movie we're excited for it wasn't. Yes. It. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we have those and more Universal Monster movies to come and yes. at you. Lots of, lots of good and stuff. A lot of vlogs from Halloween events we went to that I need to Hell edit yeah. still. <laughs> We have a, we have <laughs> we have Oogie Boogie. We have uh, Horror Nights. We have Shacktoberfest. Hell yes, we have Shacktoberfest. You know we didn't miss Shacktoberfest, Los Angeles. Come on. <laughs> I've made some grave mistakes by going to Shacktoberfest. Oh, I think everyone who went to Shacktoberfest did say. Yeah, but I was te- my first day of being sick and drank too much alcohol and too much shitty pizza and paid for it suffering that night. But when we entered Shaq's Shakusi, they had to know that I was shaped like that, right? <laughs> I don't think Shaq would have picked up on that. No, I think somebody probably was like, um, and Shaq was like, it's fine. No, it's great. It's, perfect. it's fantastic. It I love it. <laughs> just a deep voice that's all i know about Shaq. he has a deep yeah. voice <laughs> there you go. yeah be on the lookout for those yes and uh season screamings december be, we'll there. be there yes i had a nightmare last night that they put us in the exact same spot they put us in <laughs> midsummer screen <laughs> and no one cared when i was like hey what the fuck <laughs> I don't know why last night I wasn't even thinking about Midsummer or Season Screamings at all. <laughs> but hopefully we have a better table yes, this time yes. and people can find us. <laughs> so uh, look for us. Check our social media for all updates. And uh... yeah. Might be playing musical chairs. Yes. <laughs> Who knows? We'll be editing this part out of the podcast. <laughs> Leave it. It's Halloween. We're supposed to say spooky, edgy things. <laughs> I've been eating my trick or treat candy this whole time. All right. Well, on that note, Zach, where can everybody find you? <laughs> um, you can find me designing a theme park in hell with Matt. Hell yeah. That's where I will be as well. (laughs) So we'll see you there. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, everyone. As the Vox fades, we thank you for listening to this bizarre journey into cinema. If your morbid curiosities hunger for more, you may summon our horror bros at mattmakezack.com. On Twitter and Instagram at MacMakeZack. 
Or if you dare, say George Lucas three times into a mirror for a visit from our phantom menaces. You may now return to your mortal plane of existence. Until next week, as Matt makes Zack sit through another chilling apparition. Mwahahahaha! <laughs>